And I'm Steve, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. How's my hair, Steve? Um, not as good as mine. <laughs> oh, damn. You know, every time I have to edit one of these things, if my, if like my bangs are hanging down on my face, I'm like, ah, you look like a freaking dingus, Ryan. Why just, didn't you just, sweep your hair? To just Photoshop it. In a video? Yeah, frame by frame. Frame by frame? Like, like the professionals. Yeah, 24 frames a second mm-hmm. for an hour. You could probably, like, do you move your head, head enough? Like, maybe you could just, uh... Like, I could drop a hairpiece graphic over, over yeah. my hair. You <laughs> Make could it just look like, cool. You could just be like, this section here, and then, like, twist it, and then, like, it'll just, like, m- move with you. Just put the sponsor logo thing, right? over my face the whole time. There we go. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I'm probably the only person who cares. That would uh, probably improve the quality. That would probably uh, increase the number of viewers do, we have on YouTube. Do we have any hairstylists in our audience? Um, Probably. Probably. Barbers? I would be surprised if we did not. Yeah, me too. Hey, barbers, let us know you're out there. And hairstylists as well. Why? Uh, why what is the purpose of this? I don't know, just to see like what kind of people we have. Like, are you gonna hire one of them and fly them out to San Diego every time we? Maybe they're record? local. There's a uh, there's a pawn shop. Not a, there. Yeah, it's a pawn shop uh, in Poway that has okay, a bunch of guitars yes. in it. Mm-hmm. And two shops down from it is a hair salon. Okay. And that hair salon has guitars hanging all over it. Interesting. And my wife has talked to the guy before and be like, "Hey, my husband does this thing. Maybe uh, he should like." Come get his haircut here, and the guy was like, "Yeah, send him yeah, on over." Me. Yeah, I, I thought maybe I should go get a, a haircut from this guy and talk to him about guitars the whole time. That'd be cool. Yeah. So now that I've put it out there, how, I have to actually do it. I don't know how good of a audio you're going to pull when half of the video is just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, maybe I'd do like a time lapse of me getting my haircut, and then we'd talk guitars afterwards. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. You have to find a slow day. A slow day for him to do for it. Him, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll talk to him about it. I All have right. his card somewhere. I just need to call him up. Uh, I mean, it's been like a year and a half since my wife talked to him. So oh, I should probably go of, over in person. and Probably went out of business and it's probably your fault. Reintroduce myself. So what's new, Ryan? What's new? Um, oh, yeah. I've got that contest running for the, the Dr. Scientist Atmosphere. This is this is my personal one right here. The other uh, the one for the contest is new in box. Over on the shelf next to Steve. Nib. But anyways, I've been running this contest on YouTube to win one. Uh, and all I need is for people to comment on the video ideas for uh, a catchphrase for me to use right. on YouTube. On the Atmosphere contest video. Not on this video. No, the, the, not on this video. You have to go to the contest video to right. enter in your catchphrase. So I want people to come up with like crazy catchphrases for me to say, and I'm going to pick the one that I want to run with for however long I want to do have it. Have you seen any good one, like ones that are already I like maybe seen, in your top ten? I've seen a couple that I'm like, yeah, I could do that, but none of them are like blowing me away I so feel far. Like you're looking more like the Apple commercial guy tonight than usual. Did, have you have you been sleeping less than usual? <laughs> doesn't feel like it. It's kind of a stressful day. Oh, okay. Then maybe yeah. that's why. Was that a long catchphrase you were coming up with just now, Steve? Yeah, 60 Cycle Hum. Ryan looks more like the Apple guy than usual. Maybe he hasn't been sleeping very well. Or he's stressed out. Dot com. Dot com. Adjust your that's levels a, a little great bit. Great catchphrase. But yeah, come up with crazy stuff. You know I like wacky, weird stuff. Um, things that you think might be awkward for me to say. Um 
you know, stuff that's nonsensical. I want it all. I, I think a lot of people are taking it too. like, oh, I've got to find like the sensible thing for him to say. And that's what he'll pick. Like, oh, welcome to 60 Cycle Home where we do this with gear. And I want like you know, to reference a podcast that's done this sort of thing before. And I'm po- probably still the idea from I want stuff from like Comedy Bang Bang. Like, what's up, hot dog? Like, oh, want, you want – so want, you don't even want like a – like that's what you mean by catchphrase because I was going to say you already have one. It's you're watching CC Cycle, humming the guitar, buying, selling, trading, money, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing guitar channel. Right. Playing guitar channel. <laughs> I never do that. For I the, won. For the it's demo mine. Videos. It's mine. It's mine. It's all mine. It would be very upsetting to a lot of people if I gave you <laughs> the contest prize. What's up with you, Steve? Anything new? Uh, yeah, I got a question for you. For me? There was an Imagine Dragons thread in our Facebook oh group this gosh. week. And you said that the – no, I think I, I, I will – I'm not going to hedge this. You said that the Imagine Dragons song that you um, – Basically, the, that you enjoyed or respected or that I prefer preferred was what is, in my opinion, their worst song. Sure, Thunder, also known as the song that somebody said, "Hey, I really like Baby Gurgles. What would it be like if I just filled an entire song with timpani and Baby Gurgles?" Well, here's my defense of that song, Steve. Okay. Imagine that song slightly tweaked to be slightly weirder and then pretend that it was written by the butthole surfers instead. It's kind of got that like weird, freaky, almost like weenie vibe to it. I, I guess. So, so, my, so I will say like. And that's why I like it is because it's different than their other stuff that is just like. A cynical cash grab for top of <laughs> top of the charts alternative drivel. Right, right. Um, Where this is like, wow, they really went out on a limb and tried something weird and different with this. And I, I prefer to listen to something weird and different on the radio than just another, you know, like, you know, like stamped out alt rock single like that's meant to be put at the end of like a uh, a teen action movie. Right. I I just feel like so. So what Imagine Dragons specializes in is montage music. Right, exactly. Um, they do. So it's funny. It's actually one of their first songs is a song that Melissa does not like that I particularly enjoyed. I Melissa's think it's, your wife? Melissa, my wife. Mm, okay. Um, called, um, I think it's called It's It's Time or something. But it had like banjo in it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. This was like, they felt like, I felt like, oh, these guys are like going to do a pop Mumford and Sons thing. And then like, a, and then they... Uh, just decided to start releasing like awkward mid-tempo power ballads. Um, but my biggest thing with Thunder is is it's those it's the pitch shifted kid singer. But I like that. It's weird. I knew it. I knew that was why you liked it. I didn't want to like go all in on the thread. But I was like, I told Melissa, I was like, Ryan likes Thunder, and I bet it's because the part that I hate the most of that song. Yeah. Ryan goes, Oh, that's weird. Cool. Yeah, I like it because it's weird. To me, it just sounds like they're trying to do like some kind of like hip hop auto tune, but they're sure. like, they're like, what if we do it even harder? And uh-huh. then instead of just shifting the pitch, like to the proper note, we start like jumping octaves and all the, I just, Oh, I hate it, man. I hate it. 
I mean, I don't want to listen to it forever. I'm already. I don't want to listen ti- to it at all. I'm tired of it on the radio, but I'm I'm glad that they made it. There are very few video or very few songs that make me want to tap into my inner Billy Eichner. Okay, but that song. Who's is Billy one Eichner? Of, Billy Eichner. He did the Billy on the Street stuff. Oh, okay. He's just like he starts out really mellow and then he goes full like ragey over the top yelly guy. Right, right. That's how I feel about a number of Imagine Dragon songs and I didn't realize I would rather I would rather listen to the Thunder song nonstop for a week than ever hear that radioactive song ever again. Oh, I I, I radio I really hate radioactive. I re- I think part, you know, I think that my Can we thing, stop talking about Imagine Dragons? I'll just end with this. I feel like Imagine Dragons is like living in an uncanny valley of alternative rock. Oh, it totally is. Where, so like, and that's like what you makes can't, it, you really can't place why it makes you uncomfortable and why it makes you upset. Because it's because it's so inoffensive. And, and I right. think in a sense, like that's what makes it makes them the new like the new nickelback is it's relatively inoffensive music, at least the hits. It's not technically you know, bad, you just can't escape it. What's what's really offensive about a guy saying, "Look at this photograph." Every time I do, it makes me laugh. Like it's like, oh, that's a nice nostalgic callback. I love looking except, at funny photos. Except that's most of what I do on the except internet. Except you look, think about it, and you go, you go, why are you seeing about this? No, I refuse. I refuse to look at this photograph. Really, the problem is that these songs, because they are inoffensive, and because they're so middle of the road. The radio execs and the people in charge of what gets put into movies and shows and commercials are just like, oh, this appeals to everyone. Just put it on yeah. everything. Yeah. It's well, on I mean, that's, everything that now, and you can't escape it. My favorite version of Nickelback's photograph is the math edit that is just, look at this graph. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good one. The thing is, though, like, Imagine Dragons doesn't even give us anything fun like that to play off of. Like, they're so boring. There's not even memes to be there's had. There's probably something. We might be four, a bunch of We Mormon. might be four or five years away from maximum meme potential. There's probably a bunch of Mormon jokes. Probably. Um, I'm, well, I know there's Mormon jokes out there, Steve, but I'm no, not going like, to say them because it, I know people who are Mormons and I don't want to like hurt that their are Imagine Dragons related. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it makes me sad that the Imagine Dragons and the Aquabats have had some positive interactions with each other like featuring each other and things and stuff i'm like ah, why does why does someone i love have to interact with someone that i despise i'm trying to i guess i haven't seen that they're involved in like their uh their crowdfunding for their new content oh, so they were okay. in like some videos with them and stuff which is a good it's like a big get for them when you consider imagine dragons is probably one of the biggest rock bands in the world right now yeah, but yeah. it's bad that they are one I mean, of the biggest rock about, bands in the world right now. We talked about that, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, how I'm just they, I'm tired how, of talking you about know, them. They have they had four of the top ten rock songs of 2018. All right, this first ad was sent in by Nick Lancaster. Uh, it is titled Telecaster slash Partscaster. It's in Tremont, Mississippi. Throwing this out there, early 80s Charvel Telecaster body, solid ash, aftermarket maple neck with maple fingerboard, fender tuners, fender bridge, all EMG electronics, painted to look like stone. Looking to trade for a maple fretboard telly or strat or something, not in a bind to sell, just wanting to change it up a little. They're asking $500. Remember how I started painting the, the Mustang? 
because I had stripped it down to bare wood and the feeling of bare wood against my skin was just too aggravating. Yeah. This guitar has a like a rock texture to it. It looks like a piece of granite. You think you think there's any way that in any world that this is comfortable to play? Do you think it actually has that texture? Yeah, it looks textured. It look look at it right here. In between the control plate and the bridge. Like that is texture. It looks like a rhino lining, like the lining mm. that gets sprayed into the back of trucks. Oh yeah, I can see it. That's gonna rip that you to pieces if you play this with short sleeves. Like it's just all over. Maybe if you just well, I mean it's got a it's got a, a ashtray bridge to begin with, so you can't You're already go banging too your knuckles. Crazy. Yeah. So maybe it's just uh but still, just dialing in. It's a telecaster, it doesn't have, you know, an arm uh cut or anything like that. Doesn't have a belly cut. If you you can't play this naked. This guitar will rip into you if you play it naked, not like other guitars. You don't do that, Steve? You don't play naked? Steve's a friggin' prude. Won't play naked. <laughs> All right, they're asking $500 for this. Um, I mean, it's got the right set of pickups. If you're going to have a hard rock guitar, you need those EMGs in there. Wow, thanks, Dad. <laughs> you're welcome, son. Uh, I played a Telecaster with EMGs in it years yeah. ago. I didn't own it. Um, that was my first experience with EMGs that, that started making me think about like, oh, maybe all EMGs aren't just like lifeless metal sure. pickups. Like the telly set is actually, it was, uh, at least on this one, it was a, uh, EMG equipped Mexican Telecaster running into a silver face champ. And, well, I'm, uh, I'm and betting the like, amp was doing a lot of the lifting as far as the character oh, yeah, goes. Yeah. And this was like a, this was like a, uh, I think I was like 20. And this was like some like fifteen year old kid's rig, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, it's just some little amp." And I was like, "Dude, this is a <laughs> sick rig." I'll trade you. I'll trade you your amp for my amp, and you yeah, got know, your right? Vox Pathfinder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't you want a Vox like the Beetle? Yeah. Why? That's such a weird way to say the Beatles. You're gonna. I'm, you're tricking them. <laughs> um. I mean, this is obviously a parts guitar here. Mm-hmm. You can see that the neck pocket is not lined up at all with... It's hard to tell if it's the neck pocket of the body in the neck or if it's just the pit guard. I wasn't sure about that either. I think it's just the pit guard due to the fact that this is a rounded... Is there a strat neck on this? It does not We don't have a full it. picture of it. It just I think says that's it's a, an aftermarket maple neck. It's that's a strat neck because strat. It's, it's rounded and it doesn't fill the tele route in the right. pit guard. So it's probably got a bunch of gaps around it no matter what in the body yeah how much do they want for this 500 no no you don't think so no i don't think so i know they want that but but you would not you don't think this is worth 500 he says it's a charvel telecaster body you think that finishes stock or you think that's aftermarket no i think that's aftermarket I think everything about this is aftermarket. They just took a body and revamped it. Once you spray a body like that, any original value it had is gone. It's now it now only has the value of any body sprayed with that oh, very I, unique, very niche. I think saying that it's niche. an eighty Charvel Telecaster body, the only purpose that is serving is to say like it's got thirty. It's not wood. a squire body. It's not like it's a, a body from a reputable brand from right. you know charvel in the 80s so that's like their heyday i mean if you're someone who debates whether or not like a thick candy shell of paint affects a body versus like just like a tongue oil 
mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like this is the extreme side of this. Like this is caked on finish. That's oh so yeah, thick. You have a stone texture to stone it. Stone texture. Like you can't be helping the sound of the body, no matter like who made it out of what piece of wood or how old it is. Like the body's going to be weighed down by all that paint and by the fact that you don't want to touch it with your bare skin because it's just going to feel <laughs> awful. I don't know, man. I'd have it. I'd have a tough time justifying this purchase. Oh yeah, for any part of it, really. I, I could I could come up with a price where I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd be tempted to go get it, but what's even the point? Do you think that would what be like three hundred? I wouldn't be two hundred. Oh man, I might be tempted at two hundred, but then I'm looking at it as as parts. Yeah, I mean at two hundred, you're the electronics are probably like a hundred bucks by itself, and then you're just. I'm looking at it else. at two hundred. I'm looking at it, wondering what's underneath the paint and if I can strip it away. Right. What if it really is like the the truck bed spray, and it's like indestructible? Oh <laughs> Will that stuff not melt with a heat gun? I don't think so. It's meant mm. to be out in the elements with the sun beating that's down true, on that's it. That's true. And it's like it's pitch black. Yeah. I wonder if you, I wonder if that stuff is tough enough that you could coat a very delicate guitar body in it. Like we were talking. Oh, your guitar has a balsa block in it. Yeah. What if you could? Cut a balsa block body and, and coat then coat it, it in rhino lighter if that would protect it and make it strong enough to be playable. It's not any different than like coating a, a guitar in re- fiberglass and resin. Sure. Which is basically what the vintage like Supros and Airlines are, are, are resin guitars that are encasing air. I feel like that stuff is probably a lot harder than like a resin making it more brittle maybe i did see man we should maybe we should have talked about this did you have you seen the colored pencil guitar i have i have did you watch the video i did or i didn't watch the video i went i i did well i watched the video but only the part where he was playing yeah uh but i went through the uh imger uh folder uh-huh where he like has and like the, the, like That's the a really stuff. cool idea yeah. yeah it looks great i mean there's a lot of people doing stuff like that right now where they're taking you know, like various odd woods and sticks and stuff and combining them and to be a big uh, resin block. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, all sorts of different colors and then using uh, uh, tools to cut out the shape and polish them and stuff. It's great. Uh, people have been have been doing that sort of stuff with those kinds of materials for, like, turning bowls. Right. Like, where they put it on a lathe and they, and they carve out a really cool bowl out of, uh, you know, like pencils or, like, twigs and things yeah. like that. They give them really crazy patterns. It's cool to see it done with guitars. I'm kind of over the ones that are like a super like driftwoody burled wood and they pour like the iridescent. Oh, really? Like, like neon blue resin into it and then make a guitar out of it. I think those are a little tacky at this point. I like the more creative stuff. I wonder what it would sound like. I bet they're kind of heavy. They got to say that that for some reason that colored pencil one probably sounds better than like your standard run of the mill loose sight acrylic guitar. Right. For some reason, I feel like he said it weighed like eight and a half pounds or something. So it's that's not bad. It's a little heavier than you would like if you're looking for something lightweight, but it's not bad. I don't think I could tell the difference between a seven and a nine pound guitar. If you didn't, if you just handed me a guitar and said, "What does this weigh?" without giving me another point of reference, you would. I think you would. Where that changes is when uh, when it gets into the teens. When you, you no, well, I was gonna say when you have to like play a half hour set or whatever with it. Yeah. Like, I think you'll start to feel it. Yeah, maybe. 
Because that was like so like that that was the game changer uh, for me with the jazz bass or, or maybe the deal breaker depending on how you look at it. Like my jazz the bass five was super heavy, yeah. And, that was a beast. But it wasn't the like boat. it wasn't so heavy that like whenever I put it on, I thought like, oh, this was this is so heavy. It was just like over the course of a show, I was like, I would be like, man, I wish I was playing something lighter. Do you still play the uh, the Eastwood bass? Yeah. Oh, from okay. time to time. Um, I actually. Uh, so I've been showing up and playing just whatever is at church, but this past usually like. There, uh, one of the guys brings uh, a jazz bass, uh-huh. so I was using that, and then I just use the Eastwood at home. Uh, gotcha, because it's good for practice. Yeah, um, and one of the sound guys actually at church really likes it, but I just figure like it's if someone's going to bring me a, a, a bass of equally high quality, it's just a different style, then I might as well use it. And then I went the last work the last week I played, I show up and it wasn't there, and I was like, oh, bummer. Wish I had uh wish I'd brought my own bass. Right. Uh but alas, here we are. Should we move on to the topic? Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get get our teeth sunk into a topic. This was uh suggested by Chase Cameron Wood. He asks, Do you buy gear because it inspires you or because you feel like you need the sound? Are you looking for inspiration or do you feel like the pedal guitar amp is the thing you need for your sound? And then Mark Kaufman says, stupid deal of the day, impulse bias can destroy you if you let your guard down. So uh, what's your take on this, Steve? Why do you buy gear? Is it practical stuff or is it like an inspiration sort of thing? Um, At this point, I guess I would say inspiration. Really? More than practical. Because if I was just going by practicality, I would have had no... A super basic rig? I'd have no reason to have changed... Most of my rig going back to like 2009. Right. You already had a DD3 or DD5 yeah, or 7 or whatever. I had DD5. I had, um, you know, I had like, I think the only things I've added onto my board since like 2009 that I would say were like, oh, this is a thing that I didn't have was like uh, the Golden Summer. Mm-hmm. Like having a... Uh, a shimmer reverb is like a is a pretty handy thing to have doing church music. Um, other than that, everything that I have on my board is just a different version of stuff you've of had. Before. Stuff that I already had, <laughs> right? Like maybe it's better, but there wasn't anything about. So okay, so like I had the uh, SBN pedals, um, little eagle tube screamer pedal. Right, right. There's nothing about that pedal that, like, at the time I was like, oh, you know what? This just lacks something. Like, I need to do something else. It was more like, oh, ah, there's more drives. Might as well try them out. And even after all that, like, yeah, I've, I have, uh, I went from that and I went through a few different drives and some I still have and, and some I don't. And then I landed on the, the Timmy and I got that on my board. But I'm still buying like other drives just to try them out, just to see like, oh well, maybe this does something different. Some of it's like, is that inspiration though, or is that just curiosity? Because that's where I feel like, what's the difference? Where like inspiration is like, oh, I need something new to to motivate me to like to explore new sounds for like this project I'm working on. I think curiosity and inspiration work. I you know if your choices are, what were the choices? Is it you're um, basically trying to find a specific sound or inspiration? Or do you feel like 
the pedal slash guitar slash is a thing you need. So I I don't think these are things I need. So I would say I would say curiosity falls under inspiration. Sure, because you're curious if something that's different will change the way you approach the way you play or change how you feel about your playing. But there's not necessarily so you, okay, a need I, there. So you know that like getting a new delay that has, you know, basically the same features as other delays that you've owned yeah. isn't going to give you a new like groundbreaking delay sound or whatever like that. But you you want to get it so you can experience a new thing and maybe that new thing will give you inspiration or give you creativity or give you the motivation to keep going or something. Or, like that. you know, it can just be as simple as like, it's a different approach. Sure. You know, um, if you have, I don't know, like if you have like a RV five versus the atmosphere and you're happy with the RV five, but the atmosphere does some weird, like crazy stuff. Yeah. You might not necessarily like, you might look and be like, oh, I don't really do the crazy stuff, but maybe this will, maybe being, having access to the crazy stuff will inspire me to do crazier stuff. You know it's there. Or vice versa. Like if you have an atmosphere and you're like, you know what? Like I can do some really crazy stuff with this, but maybe I would be like inspired to focus on my actual musicality more if I had a a four knob reverb or whatever. Sure, sure. It kind of cuts in both directions. I, I'd say that there's – I mean both both answers are correct. I think there's no wrong reason to to buy a piece of gear unless you're going to use it to murder someone. Like, don't buy a pedal to, to murder someone. Like, That's awkward. Smash them in the head with it or Is something like that. Is that a thing you can do? You could murder someone with a pedal. I'm Absolutely. Some pedals are pretty heavy. Mm, yeah. How heavy is that damp echo you have? It looks pretty it's heavy. pretty heavy. You could murder someone with that with that damp echo. Uh, it's got a tube in there. You could break yeah. it and, and cut them with it, like a <laughs> beer bottle, <laughs> beer bottle across the neck. I've actually, I've never, I've never. Have you ever? You've tried never to, done that. Have you ever tried to like smash a beer bottle? Like, like no, but movies? I imagine that if you don't get it the first hit, then it just makes you look really awkward. I've, I have read that that is very difficult to do. I bet it is. Like the whole idea of like, and most of the time when people do it, like, you know, in the movies they do it and it makes this like very clear, like, oh, that's definitely like dangerous. Right. Most of the time when people actually do it successfully, all they're it's left like a with. a smooth break. Well, it's not that it's a smooth break. It's just all they're left with is the, the, ne- the neck, like the entire body shatters. Right, right. And there's like nothing, like maybe, the, yeah, anyway, movies, the yeah. worst. Visual media, who even uses that anymore? Yeah. It's all about text now. I don't know, man. It's all about TikTok now. How often do you buy uh, gear because you think you need it? Well, it's like when I, if I have very specific projects that I'm working on, it's like when I started Dinosaur Ghost, Uh I had to go on a little journey, like getting different reverbs. Sure. And if it was just based on sound and nothing alone, that should have ended when I got the Fender unit. Right. Or even when I got the Surfy Bear. Mm-hmm. But I keep exploring like new pedals that come out because m- chiefly I'm curious. I own the real thing, but I want to see if a pedal can do it as well. Right. And in the back of my head, it's like, well, if a pedal does it well enough, then I can get rid of the Fender unit. Mm-hmm. But then I still want to keep the Fender unit. 
and it becomes this, you know, thing of like just being a completist right. and like having everything, you know, because I like that. So it's, I so like that, that particular sound so much that, that point, I want to like experience everything that can make that sound. Right. And at that point, like you're not looking for, I guess that you, there you're not looking for inspiration or, you know, a thing that you need for your sound. It's just that. Yeah. I know. have the things that can make that sound. It's just a matter matter of whether or not I want to use them when I play live, you know? Right. Right. It's what what do I want to mess around with? So maybe there is an inspiration like quality to that. Like I'm looking for a piece of gear to give me something extra or to give me I mean, sometimes the inspiration comes from the limitations. Mm-hmm. Like trying to get around the limitations of a piece of gear. Like, you know, I was mixing the FRV one and the Topanga for a while and then mixing other pedals with that to get the sound I was looking for. And that's kind of a creative, inspiring exercise to like be trying to overcome, you know, shortcomings in your gear by getting creative with it. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, there's, there's people who get all iffy on the internet, like, oh, you guys are just buying this stuff to avoid practicing or to avoid like addressing the real issues with your playing or something like that. I feel like it's part of the journey, you know? Well, I think there's some it's of part that of the fun. And I think there is a level of, some of it, yeah, sure. Some of it's avoidance. That's fair. Um, and I, but I do think that there's a level of like on both sides. Like if I'm buying gear and I'm not practicing, like I'm just using that gear and making interesting stuff and it makes me happy, then who cares? Mm. Like I think people who, whether or not they would admit it, whether or not they would, um, would uh say this outright i think when you say like oh you should spend less money on gear and more time practicing to like random people more mel bay who less they've eBay. never heard actually play oh yeah um i think that's an inadequacy i think that's a statement of that's someone of who's like having who's, their who, own issues and maybe it's not maybe inadequacy is the wrong word but i think those people are fundamentally like viewing music as more of a comp- competition, hmm. whether again, whether or not they admit it or not, they're seeing like, you know, something as a goal. And so they found like a artist that they like, or a set of artists that they they're like. They're judging someone by their own yardstick, you know, and saying, well, unless you're as good as this person, you know, unless, you know, the, the, the meme that always comes up and we'll, you know, we'll talk more uh, about uh, memes uh, later. Uh, uh, um, is the Hendrix, you know, y'all don't need more pedals, y'all need more practice. Right. Something he never said. Something he never said. And never would have said and will never say because he's dead. Um, it's like... Unless he's saying it in heaven It's like, or well, hell. one, like, the meme is... The person posting the meme assumes that you are trying to sound like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. The meme is... We should really save this for the next topic. We really should. We really yeah. should. <laughs> the, point, the point being, like, all these memes, all these sayings, like, you're assuming that... Your own goals for music are should be universally accepted as right. everybody's goals. Right. So some people just want to dick around with delay pedals you know, in their bedroom and get high, and there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. You know, if you're list, if you're pulling out like Les Paul tunes, you know, Les Paul Mary Kay tunes from the '60s and saying like he's not using any pedals here, like, uh, like yeah, he's only using you know 
uh, multi-track recording tricks to yeah, layer yeah. like or, every single thing he or plays. Or you're also ignoring the fact that like after the Les Paul recording model came out in the 1970s, he never played anything else. Right. Like he just played those and like, oh, the Les Paul standard? Not for me. And I'm mother flipping Les Paul. That's what he said. That's a direct quote. Mother flipping. You can, you he can take that as Mother he, flipping. He flipped it. I mean, you, we could argue about this forever and just try to chastise people that we think are wrong bad behavior on the internet but instead let's move on to our sponsors yeah we have a new sponsor this week we do have a new, sponsor, have a new sponsor a highly anticipated new sponsor you want to tell us all yeah. about them steve you got your little am i going to do it you got your I'm little guide this? in front of you you wrote the, the, you wrote the script right. i want you to do it steve all right so this episode is brought to you by diodario xl strings uh with six six different models Nickel i thought it was diodario it is diodario i still am pronouncing it wrong aren't i dang yeah. it ah I've got a box right here. So the Dario XL strings, they have six different models. Uh, Nickel wound, pro steels, half wounds, pure nickel, chromes, and EXP coated. Uh, The Dario XL lineup gives you a variety of string choices, so you can find the perfect feel and tone for your playing style. Whether it's the bright tone of the pro steels or the jazzy mellow of the chromes, Dario delivers industry standard quality up and down their string portfolio. Dario. Dario. Did I say it wrong again? (laughs) Yeah. Ah! Someday. Someday. Uh, so they're, these strings are made in the United States, which I actually, I, I guess I knew that, uh, that they're made in the United yeah, States. They're in, based in New York. I in don't, New York. I don't know where their production facility is. I think is. it's in New York. Um, you can head on over to dedario.com. He said it. Uh, to find the XL string that's right for you. I use these, uh, XL, uh, 110s. Yeah. This is a bot, a 10 pack. That I bought well before I ever knew that we'd ever be sponsored by Daddario because I actually use these strings. Yeah, I have a... And a 10-pack was a no-brainer for me. I have um, that same box at home. I just threw a pack on the Les Paul of the uh, EXL 110s, and I have uh, those same strings on my Telecaster. I've only got four packs left in there because guess what? I use them. I used six packs of these so far out of this box. And uh, I don't know. I, I With this sponsorship, I've been thinking, like, do I want to explore... Other styles of strings from them, or just want to keep going with the ones I know and have used forever. Well, I I know I do. Uh, you want to explore? I, I want to get the. Is it because you're curious, or you want inspiration, or is it just to get a sound, Steve? Um, I want to pick up a set of the half rounds for bass. Mm. Um, and I may pick up the half rounds for bass for my Yamaha and pick up the chromes for bass. For the Eastwood. I have a set of chromes, uh, some some flat wounds for guitar. For guitar. Then I need to throw in something soon. I'm actually thinking about yanking all the frets off the Mahar and then putting, oh my putting flat wounds on that. You put resin on it to like fill in the gaps or just leave them? I just leave them. All right. <laughs> anyway, like I said, head on over to Diderio.com. Uh, check out their string portfolio. It's it's. I, the, they have so many strings, Steve. Yeah. Well, the thing that I like on the Excel site is if you have like a idea of how brighter metal you want, there's like a little slider. I just slide it back and forth. Like I don't know. Yeah. I'm weird. I think if there's anything we uh, should have as a goal to accomplish during this time when we have them as a sponsor is that we teach the world how to say their name correctly. Dario. 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 Yeah. Dario. Dario. Thank you, Dario. Our next sponsor is sinusoid pro audio couture makers uh, of cables and smiles we're, we're supposed talking, to save uh, that for the end i'm sorry steve we say it at the beginning we say it at the end uh this week we're talking about TechFlex tuesday that's when they send an email out on like monday 
usually or it might be on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday morning and says, yeah. hey, this is what the cable of the week looks like. Or you can just head on over to sinusoid.com on a Tuesday um, and check out what their Tech Flex special of the week is. This is a predetermined cable and Tech Flex color combination that they're running a special deal on. I kind of like to think of them as limited run magic cards. You really should collect them all because you never know if that color combination will ever happen again. It could go up in value. You don't know when that bubble is going to burst. Right now on eBay, I bet there's some Sinusoid Tech Flex Tuesday. Uh, We're getting into speculation here. That might be going for well over the original market value. I, I'm saying we need to take these on Antiques Roadshow. And be like, mm, in like 20 years. Mm, this is a good sinusoid cable. They never made this color combination ever again. Yeah. This is worth over $17,000. <gasps> what? This was my grandma's cable. I had no idea. And, sinusoid antiquesroadshow.com. Go check it out. It's just sinusoid.com, guys. <laughs> sinusoid.com. They make cables. And smiles. And our other sponsor this week. That's it, man. That's it? That's it. All right. We probably should fix that, but, you know, some other time. We'll fix it? We'll fix it later. Okay. We'll fix it in a month. We'll fix it after NAM. I have no idea what you're alluding to. It's but fine. Okay. I do. All right. Um, let's move on to this next ad. This next ad was sent in by Ryan Cermic. Um, This thing is weird. Yeah. I like weird, though. It's a Greco Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Greco is a company that makes guitars. But what's a Raleigh, Steve? Raleigh is a guy. Yeah, he's a Japanese guitar player from a rock band in the nineties. I had they his... start. They were founded in 1982. Oh, you know something. The guy's the, name they... is what Ra- Raleigh Taranishi, something that like that. The, the name of his band was Scanch. Is that Scanch? I don't know. Uh, so anyway, this is a 1990s. This. This ad is for a 1990s Greco Raleigh 1000. And it always says dry pickup speaker. I don't know what dry pickup speaker means. Uh, but basically, this is a guitar. Um, well, the dry pickup reads 7.4K. That's just saying that there's no effect on the speaker or anything like that. Or they just tested the speaker at its leads. Is that what it means? I'm assuming that's what well, it no, means. Well, no, dry pickup, like they're testing the pickup. Right. Speaker means there's a speaker in the box. It says built-in speaker. They're two completely different yeah. features. Yeah. I okay. You read them as if they were. Uh, I didn't read them. You read them. I didn't read them. You, I read the thing right here that says Greco Raleigh 1000 dry pickup speaker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Steve didn't read it. I read he, the subject line. He just read that. Okay. All right. So, anyways, this is a guitar that is in the shape of the the name, the word Raleigh. L. Yeah. You know, ugh. R O L L Y. I have a I have a slight problem with this guitar body design. What is it? The O's too small. The O is too small. Yeah, and the weight of the edge on the O is is completely different from the rest of the text. I want that O to be at least ten percent bigger. Other than that, I have no problem with this guitar design. <laughs> you're talking about the shot. You're talking about like the drop shadow. I'm talking about the outline of it. Yeah, and the drop shadow could be a little fatter too. But yeah, it's it's a really weird guitar in that it's you know it's spelling out his name. It's got that flying V headstock. It's got the flying V headstock. Greco made some great guitars. They yeah. were kind of like a lawsuit era. This thing probably like plays fantastic. I want to see a picture of somebody actually sitting with this or standing with it. I couldn't find anything. The guitar really ends 
It well it begins at the first L, and then you've got the L and the Y. Yeah. You could you could cut off the R and the O. You would lose the speaker functionality, but you would have an LLY guitar, which would be perplexing. It would just be Lily. Lily. Yeah. Lily. If your name was Ollie, you could just cut off the R, and then you could be Ollie. Oh, yeah. But the uh, you want to keep that R on the O, though, because the speaker is housed in the, uh, in in the, the hole of the R. Mm-hmm. I used to know what the hole in the R was called. There's a typography term for that. I think it's just called the hole in the R. The R hole. R hole. There's a speaker in the R hole. Uh-huh. And uh, it's got a single knob and a switch and I don't know. That switch is LED probably, line. yeah, the switch is probably just, you know, speaker on, speaker off. The thing that cracks me up is you look at the back photo of it and just how huge the back plate is on this thing. Yeah. It's like more than half the guitar. Well, that's, you know, it's there's a speaker in there. There's whatever amplifier circuit is driving that speaker. So it's probably a simple, like, uh, matchbook, what they call it, cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little smoky. Some little smoky, yeah, that style of amp. Um, yeah, I, this looks like fun. I would play, it does look like fun. I would play in a store. Uh, this is, ad is asking $1,375. I have no idea if to it's... To buy it now? Anywhere near worth that based on its association with the player or the build quality from the brand. Um, that we we watched like half a music video from this band, this Japanese band, and they're mm-hmm. basically like a Japanese equivalent to like Cheap Trick, yeah, from the one yeah. song that Not we bad. listened to halfway through. No, they sounded great, they sound like a professional rock and roll band. No problem with their music at all. It's just, I wonder if you think there's an existing fan base out there where people would be like, I got to have a rolly guitar. I don't know. Maybe. It seems very fake and forced, Steve, the way you just said that. No, I I mean, I don't know. It it feels like you're just, you're zoning out. I don't know anything about this band, man. What do you, what do you want from me? (laughs) It kind of makes me wish that. Rolly was my stage name. Then I'd have a custom guitar out there. I just waiting for me to buy it. There's probably someone out there listening right now whose name is Rolly, and they're debating whether or not they should buy this thing. Oh my god! Well, if you've got nothing else to say about it, Steve, do you have anything else to say about no, it? No, I don't. But I want to put the blame on you. Oh, okay. Um, then Great. Uh, let's move on to Man, the next freaking task. Next topic. We got to pull up the original thread for this, unless we just want to like fly by the seat of our pants. Well, actually, before we get to that, we have some housekeeping to do. Oh, do the housekeeping. Yeah. Uh, this. Um, I'm trying to get this updated. This this the Patreon app is a little weird. Um, but this week in housekeeping at the $1 level, we have Danny Spateri. Nice. A $1. Uh, $1. My, my favorite. No, I want $4 people. $1. My $1. My favorite. $1 is great. I, if every single person who listened sponsored us at the $1 level, it would be life changing for me at least. And I'm sure it changed Steve's life as well. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm really, I was trying to win a pickup truck this week and I was sad that I didn't. <laughs> Because uh, then I could sell it and get that's the life Steve is living. Get like thirty thousand dollars for selling the truck, and then I think you have to pay taxes before you buy before you get collector winnings on one of those things. Yeah, so basically, what I would do is I would pay for the taxes with a credit card, and then, then sell, sell the, the truck. truck to pay off the credit card. Um, 
and then buy a different truck. But anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. Grift of the year. As we've said for uh, 2019, as I have said, not you. You're not involved in this. Uh, 2019 is our March our March to our March. I don't understand the Patreon app at all. Do you know how this thing works? No. I can't figure it out. But this uh, this year we're marching to a hundred patrons. Steve That's our wants a hundred patrons. Uh, as of right now, on my app, it he wants a hundred patro. We have fifty six patrons, which means we are forty four patrons away from me not talking about this anymore. Well, here's the thing, Steve. Except when I'm announcing the new patrons, I'm going to collapse the YouTube Patreon mm-hmm. and then try to get as many of those people as I can to move over to. What will become the our only Patreon? Right. As an experiment, I was like seeing if I could get a decent amount of income coming in from a YouTube specific Patreon. Experiment failed. Uh, it didn't fail. It did okay. It did okay. It did all right. But I think- it's like a manage. It's a time cost management system. Let's be honest. And also, I didn't feel like I was giving enough of a benefit to those Patreons, and I'm so grateful for them that they did support me. Yeah. Let's be honest. I run the podcast patreon you do i barely do anything and i still do like a thousand times more work on that patreon than you do that's 100 percent true and all i do is like answer questions and then you write down people's names so and you write down people's names so we can say them on the podcast same on the show but you also handle like shipping stuff out when oh, we do have so merch. gross oh um, yeah speaking of merch you need to get a hold of uh of uh What's her face? So we can get that stamp. So I can start doing. Oh again. yeah, the stamp. I forgot to remind you. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, patreoncom humcast. This is off the rails. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, anymore seriously. Uh, let's get into this topic. Yeah. Uh, basically, the premise is, I'm freaking sick of these tired ass old memes. <laughs> it's 2019. Is Time for hashtag 20 new memes. 20 new memes. I, so I don't want to see 20 new memes. Tw- tw- the number 20. If we could get 20 more new memes in 2019, it'd be fantastic. But really, I'm just saying no memes in guitar groups unless they're brand new. I'm I'm tired of freaking uh, Jimmy Herrick saying you need more practice, less pedals. I'm yeah, tired. You don't need more practice. You, you all need more pedals. I'm tired of uh, the meme that I already lampooned like earlier in the week or last week. Where I was like, oh, it will charge you $5.99 to give you a receipt that says what you told your wife, what you paid for this gear. Like, I'm sick to death of that. So I did, I did a post. Now, you know what? I will say at least that one I did not realize, but that one is at least guitar specific because somebody posted that – Five dollar receipt meme from a reptile expo. Right. Well, it gets used for all sorts of different stuff. Um, what's your? What do you think? But is I did. Your... I did a post on the group. Let's see if I can. Find I'm looking at it right now. What which is your? Over, which overshared guitar memes should be retired in 2019? Hashtag 20 new memes, and it got 103, 33 comments. So I was thinking we could go through there and just see which memes people suggested and just talk about how awful they are. Um, one of them is the Ed Sheeran signature Telecaster. Yeah. It's a three-fret three fret Telecaster. So it's like this long. Right, right. It's like a mandolin. Um, like, derp, derp, derp. Let's make fun of Ed which Sheeran one, as someone I don't listen to, so I don't care. Which one? Uh, so this one I don't think got posted. 
Um, but uh, the one that I I get burned out on, and I went a little super rich Steve on recently, uh-huh. was uh, the one where it's like, if you need a, you know, we don't need background background checks for guns. We need background checks for guitars. So we make sure Justin Bieber doesn't buy a 1959 Les Paul. That one's so All, tired. And I told, I posted on this thing. I said, I said, if I was Justin Bieber and I saw this meme, I would buy a 1959 Les Paul and I would douse it in kerosene and light it on fire. <laughs> because who even cares about Justin Bieber anymore? Just like Haley Baldwin fans. I don't even know what that is. It's his wife. Okay. I didn't even know he was married. He got married. Like when was the last time you heard anyone talk about anything he was doing musically? Like it's been years, right? Well, that's because he's, uh, he's, uh, he's going to Hillsong, New York now, and he's probably going to be on a future Hillsong album. All right. Good for him. I I don't know. Um, this one, Apparently has a really sad story behind it. The one where it's a woman. That's in, a screenshot from a movie. Is it really? Yeah. Look, it's got freaking. Uh, but somebody said that it's not from a movie. It's that it's uh, somebody took that screenshot and just put him in the background. I of don't it. think so. I don't know. I, I I think it's from a movie or something like that. It's the one where the the the. A the, woman is accused of yeah. attacking her husband with several of his guitars. The judge said, first offender, and she says, no, first a Gibson, and then, then offender. offender. But somebody was saying that this is actually like from a real trial where somebody like where this woman was lacing drugs and killed somebody. I don't know, man. That doesn't matter to me. The meme itself sucks. I don't know if the person in it is a real person. Or someone from a movie. It looks like an actress to me. It's got freaking the dude who's in uh, the Facebook movie standing behind her. Yeah, uh, Mark, Zucker- Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, Je- Mark Zuckerberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg is in the shot. Like this, it looks like it's from a movie to me. All I'm saying, I, I'm just yeah. I I think the issue is it's not even that the memes are that the themes of the memes are all the same. It's just that they're the same, like, 50 memes. I mean, a, a memes. lot of the jokes were funny the first time you saw them, and you're like, I can't believe it. They've they've really hit me in my funny bone right in the place where I live. Like, that's about stuff that I experience. It's like, if you spend any time online or in guitar groups, which we all do now, we're all there hanging out, you see these so many times. And it's great. Here's Here's my rule. Here's what I'm going to tell people. If you see a meme and it's you've never seen it before and you can't believe it, just enjoy that moment. Just sit back and enjoy it. Have your chuckle. Don't press share. Everyone's already seen Everyone's it. Everyone's already seen it. I do I did get a good laugh out of this one. Any meme that requires a little bit of singing. Okay. Uh cracks me up. This one is uh Donald Trump playing guitar to Chuck Schumer. Well, that's a fairly newish it's, meme. This is a new meme, which is probably why I'm entertained by it. But uh, he's singing. Uh, so first of all, the the person who posted it was Sam Miller. And he says, anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it, but the actual song that he's playing is, uh, I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. If I had $5 billion, oh my well, gosh. I, well, I'd build the wall. 
I've and seen then, a lot of memes here in the post that I've never seen before. But here, here's my challenge. Make your, own, make your own memes. Make new jokes. 20 meme teen. 20 new memes. Mm-hmm. Hashtag 20 new memes. That's all I want is new memes. New jokes on the internet in, in guitar culture. You guys are creative. We're supposed to be musicians. We're supposed to be artists. Stop regurgitating and just resharing everything. Make your own stuff. Just take your own pictures and cut them up. You won't know how to put them back together. It's like making your own puzzles. All you have to do to make a meme is find a picture and you go, oh, that's an interesting picture maybe. But wouldn't it be funny if, and then you just take some text and you put it on there. Yeah. Boom, meme. You memed it. Like, well, like 10 years ago, I said, hey, Ryan, uh... This I got, is the story of I Steve's got meme. This, uh, I got this picture. The ballad of Steve's meme. I got this picture. Actually, maybe you found the picture. I don't know. I don't remember. I was like, I need you to make this meme for me. I just need you to put hashtag scroll harder. That was a that was a meme in a small group of people. Yeah, it's a, for a short while. It's a small meme. It's a small people meme. still reference scroll harder. Yeah. They don't share the picture. It's more of a hashtag than a meme, Steve. It's a meme tag. A meme tag. Hash meme. I don't know. Anyway. And also... Just make new stuff. Make funnier... And makes- guess what? If if you make your own meme and people say they don't like it, you finally get to take it personally. You've earned taking that personally. There you go. When you share a meme that you didn't even make and people are like, boo, this is old. We're tired of this. And you take it personally and like stage like you're going to rage quit or that you have some sort of personal problem with everyone that doesn't like the meme. It just makes you look sad. You just look sad. I'm sorry. Make your Are own you memes. Just make make new memes. Make your own make memes. memes. Also, I I would also go like the other way and say like if somebody posts a meme that you don't like, the best way to make that meme go away is just to ignore it. Like be like, oh wow, you posted something lame. I'm not even going to. I'm going to say that on this. our group. On our group, all you have to say, all you have to comment is hashtag twenty new memes. There we go. There we go. And, you know, a mo- and, and a moderator will come and lock it down. I will say uh, in our group rules, it does. One of the rules is hashtag scroll harder. And as a group, we have been bad at hashtags. It's not a rule, though. It is it's a, a rule. culture guide. Oh, it's a culture right. It's a culture guide. Our culture guide is supposed to hashtag scroll harder, but we don't really do that anymore. And it makes me sad. Sorry. You got to re you got to reboot your own hashtag. No. All right, uh, last ad, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, this ad was sent in by Daniel Lasporma. I love it. Ryan hates it. Uh, this is a Fender Mustang 1996 Brazilian 1966 Brazilian. Get it with, right, Steve. With collar tremolo and original case, they're asking fifteen hundred dollars plus eighty five dollars shipping. 1966 Fender Mustang made in the USA. Such a joy to play. Low action, smooth, fast neck. With a clean tone up and down the neck. It's been refretted, so frets are in excellent shape. No visible fret wear. Previous owner had a professional luthier install the collar tremolo. The pickups are DiMarzio. It was refinished some time ago in an antique white, bluish-gray tint to it. Quiet electronics, no issue, no buzzy, clean tone, neck is straight. There's a hairline crack in the paint on one side of the neck. Pocket is pictured. There are three initials engraved right next to the nut on the front of the head socket is pictured. All the work... To it was done probably 25, 30 years ago. How many years ago was... How many years ago? That was like 1998 to 1993. Uh, original cases included with the purchase of Mustang. Cases in great condition with all three working latches. 
The inside black strap no longer latches since the button broke off. This item is sold as described. I think this, this is really cool. You love I think this it's cool. guitar. Have you ever played a, a, a caliber trim? No. Either have I. So I might, I mean, the well, I have, I have played a caliber trim, but there was, they, they never have bars in them. Right. When I find them in a store. This has a bar. It has a bar in it. So but, I don't know what it actually feels like when you're, when you're playing. Like I can't bar. say like, I love this, like, oh, I, I've, I've played this or I played something similar and it's fantastic. But like, I don't. You like the concept. You know, I, I like the concept of it. I can, if, so I would say like, if this had like a brand new Floyd Rose in it or something, I'd be like, oh, why'd you do that? But because this was all, like and like the they must have filled in a bunch of wood to make this work. Um, yeah, because the Mustang has a big old route behind the bridge. Well, it's it's not really routed. It's like too long. But That's it, a yeah. route. That's a route. Yeah, they must have filled oh. that. Oh, yes. I'm looking at pictures. I'm wondering if this could have been... Because they refinished it. Oh, they did say it was refinished. So they probably did fill it, like, just drop wood filler in in there. Yeah. Um, well, I was if it was done say, professionally, then someone would have cut pieces of wood and then some glue and some filler and then, you know, puttied it up. Right. I was wondering if by this time this could have been, like, a Mustang two, but I can't remember if those had a different... Mm. Um, if they made the Mustang two with a different trim... I can't remember honestly. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah. If I mean, you got to do routing anyways for the caliber trim, right? If this was an original um, body, then the, yeah, it would have had to original trim style. That would have been a lot of filling too. I just feel like fifteen hundred dollars is a lot of money for a Mustang that is nowhere near original specs. But how much are these? Would these? Would, how much would this go for original spec? Do you have any idea? I don't. Uh, I'm gonna guess. High teens, low twos. Hmm. So you're running into reverb. I am. I'll run to eBay. Uh, right now on reverb, there is a. Oh yeah, Fender Mustang Daphne Blue, 1966, $1,900. Candy Apple Red, 21. The Daphne Blue is like similarish to this. This is more of like, like you said, antique white, Sonic. It's like a Sonic Blue. Which I didn't like, say that. You said that. No, I said he, like oh, the okay. advertisement person. Here's a 1966 in white for 25 24 Hey, this same guitar is $1,300 on eBay. So price drop? They're asking more on Reverb than they are on eBay. Oh, well, the, this was sent in to us, so this could be... They could have price dropped could have it. could have price dropped. Um, this has been listed for at least six months. So obviously that price is too high. So you are... Yeah. You are accurate, sir. Looks like these are all. Well, I'm seeing some 66s pretty, that are going pretty. close to three grand on the eBay. Well, they're listed for it. Three right, grand. right. No, this one's, I've been, this I've one's been, still fourteen ninety nine uh, on Reverb. I've been curious about trying to build my own Mustang. I've never owned a proper Mustang with the uh, original trim and everything like that. I think it just makes me a little sad to see. An original one mangled. Okay, two questions for with you. with components that are arguably already dated. So this thing is double old. Right. Okay. So two questions for you. What price does do- that make it double vintage because it's got oh a vintage gosh. trim on a even more vintage guitar? That's the dumbest thing you've said this episode. 
And I've said a lot of dumb things. Um, two questions. Okay. First, the first question one? is... Wait, wait, wait. Start with the second one. All right. Second question is, how much would you pay for this? Okay. Um, I feel like it would start to get interesting just south of a grand. In the 900s. Okay. I, it would start to set off tingles in my head. Like, ooh, you, you got to research this. Okay. I think you just answered my first question then. Okay. Which is, what price do you think this should be listed at? Okay. Yeah, I did answer both questions. But I'm saying, so if this was listed at like, say, nine, say 900, you would be interested in it. But how much would you actually be willing to pay? Would you be willing to pay 900? Hmm. I don't know. It's like, say, it's like this is okay. Like this it, is assuming like none of this exists. You're just like I really, I really love, I really Steve love. Steve motioned to all the guitars that are on the wall behind us. Like none of this exists. I don't. None have of any, this exists. I don't have any of this. You have like one guitar, maybe. This isn't a first Mustang purchase for me. Like I can't buy this as my first like proper Mustang, especially as like a vintage option. Like if I was looking at this for a grand. Instead of buying this, I'd be like, what proper Mustang can I buy for a grand? Something new from Fender? See, I think... Or I can buy okay. some... Or I can buy an MIJ from the 90s mm-hmm. for under grand. You know, I, th- I think I would go that direction. And that's just me in the personal spot I'm in right now versus... And I think that, okay... You know, so, a speculative buyer who's interested in this So guitar. that would be the other question I, I would go is you say this is you in the position you're in right now. Assuming the same budget... The person that is you, yeah, in the position that's that you, me. I'm that, the person that's yeah. me. But in the the person that is you in the position that you are that you were in in 2005. How much? Like, is that that person? Why are inter- we going back to 2005? Is that person interested in this guitar as? A first Mustang. Why are we going back to 2005? I don't know. It just seems like an appropriately far like, enough point you're away talking about in time. Pre 60 cycle Hum Ryan. Sure. But I'm thinking less in terms of pre 60 cycle Hum Ryan and more in terms of just d- being in a different musical space. Sure. I would. Are you asking if if your favorite band Ryan would be interested in this guitar? Sure. That's a fair question because I was I used the Duo Sonic in that band. That's possible. I think your favorite band, Ryan, could have been into this guitar. So basically, I'm saying if your favorite band, Ryan, has 2019 Ryan's budget. More like if 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 your favorite band, Ryan, had 2008 Ryan's budget. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's still like a lot of money. It is, and, and I would look at I would look at something like this. I think back then, and not be like I gotta buy that. I would be like I gotta I'll buy the cheapest version of a Mustang I can find, and then do my own tweaking to it. Okay, to achieve this, but I I can't imagine myself doing that. I don't know. You know what? The whole thing, I'm just not I'm just not into the 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 concept that much. You know who you know who mangled this. Who? You think about the time period. So he says that this was probably modified 25, 30 years ago. The person who did this to this guitar was a Nirvana fan. A double locking trim? You think so? I'm Maybe not a Nirvana fan, but like some kind of like, this is a grunge guitar. 
this guitar screams Seattle sure. scene to me. Sure. This guitar screams like Well, what it not, is is maybe, it's, if it's not Nirvana, it's you know, it's Sonic Youth. It's, it's no, what it is is it's someone who wants to look like Nirvana but then play like Alice in Chains. Sure, sure. But it's you know, it's that and the, and to, to go along with that, they're asking $1500 for this guitar now. This guitar wouldn't have been $1500 in 2005. This guitar would have been would have been like $700. In this condition. In 2005? I think in 2005, You're because that was right. before the offset, like, offsets went crazy. No, they, the offsets had gone crazy a decade before that. Uh, but, but not as they, crazy as they are now. Offsets went crazy, but then they, like, because I got my Jagsting in 2001 for $250. That guitar now is worth, like, was, $700. But that's because it was, like, kind of newer and kind of like, eh. Yeah, but I don't think the vin- like the vintage offset thing had really gone crazy yet. You could still find USA. It was crazy compared to where it was a decade before. It used to be like you could pick these guitars up for nothing. Right, sure. And I'm saying like if you had a 19 19- I guess what I'm saying Which is, is like- what is why like stuff like this happened, like why so many bad things happened to Mustangs is right. because you could Pick them up dirt cheap. They were still... And people would just go crazy with mods and, like, try to cut the bodies up to make them more psychedelic and, like, drop crazy bridges and pickups into them right, and stuff. Right, right. Because, it, it, like, up until the late 80s, early 90s, when the Sonic youths of the world started picking them up and just, you know, make them, using them as, to, like, as noise-making planks, then, like, you could just walk into pawn shops and they couldn't sell them. They couldn't sell Jazzmasters. They yeah. couldn't sell Mustangs right. because they weren't high-performance, like, shredder guitars, you know? And the, and especially Mustangs were viewed as, like, oh, that was a student model. Like, well, you, I mean, can't really, you can't really do anything it's with that. It's a 24-inch scale. It's, but it took... It's just a little baby Like, the, the alternative scene came along and kind of adopted these, these yeah. guitars and changed all that. And, like... I remember in the late '90s, people were like, "Oh, you can't get offsets for the price you used to. They're so inflated yeah. now. Oh, they're so much more expensive." I think now. the Mustang in general has stayed down. I think other relatively, models, I think comparatively, if like I the had, Jag and Jazzmaster have gone up a lot more. If I had vintage Mustang money to blow on a guitar, I'd be buying a vintage Moserite instead, because mm. that's around the same price point, right? And you get a, I'm gonna say, beefier guitar for the money. Mm. This comes with a case. That's a oh, a case. Okay, yeah, yeah $1,500. Yeah, I'll buy there it. There you go. I didn't know it came uh, with a case, Steve. Original case. <laughs> original hardtail case. That's a vintage case. It's got the vintage case tone. Probably smells weird. You want to tell us about the song so we can get yeah, out of here? Yeah, this week's song was sent by Sven Nystrom. He says, uh, here you go. Another song from those pesky Swedes in Lodonger. It's called... Yog Lassas Yog Vet Yog Hoppus. Good which try, Steve. Translates to I pretend, I know, I hope. So I hope you guys enjoy the songs. Uh they're the song. Um I, I You like, can listen to it twice. Yeah, I like uh getting music from uh international waters. I think that's fun. Are they in the water? No, they're not. They're just an international uh that think- is sent to us from international uh, sources. I think international waters is referring to something completely different, Steve. Yeah, international waters when is when you're in a boat in, in like a boat in no a, can claim undisputed lands, yeah. undisputed waters. You're all over the map, Sometimes, Steve. Some disputed. You're lands. all over the map. Get it? Get it? Yeah, I've got geography. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Song in my head now. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.
Yeah, so I'm 